Hey friend, do you ever feel like you're getting lost in the needs of everyone else or like you're just on that hamster wheel trying to keep everything going but wondering what it's all about? Or like you're unseen and abandoned in the meaningless mundane of the day-to-day? What if you had a key to open the door and come into God's presence anytime you wanted to enjoy his presence more often throughout your day? Or when you're feeling alone, overwhelmed, forgotten, or misunderstood, what if you had a key that brought you into God's presence so you never had to be alone, whatever the circumstances, ever again? A few short years ago, my life changed when I became the caregiver for my husband who was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. I was drowning in the day-to-day, swamped by the demands of home, work, and caregiving, And although I was never alone because I had no time for myself, I was feeling very isolated. More than that, while I knew and believed that caring for my husband was important, I mean, I love him and I want to be there for him. But to be honest, I was struggling, feeling like I was trapped in a life that wasn't meaningful to me. I felt like I was created and gifted for something different, but I was just lost in the blur of surviving from one day to the next and just keeping up with the basic life necessities. Of course, even admitting these kinds of feelings made me feel selfish, and so I didn't share them with anyone. And that made me feel even more alone. Midlife, it's a season in which you may find yourself in the middle of caring for the needs of others, or it might be more accurate to say you may lose yourself in the middle of caring for everyone else. Today, we're diving deep into Psalm 100. It's a short and sweet psalm, and there we will discover four keys to filling your days with worship and how at any time, but especially when we're feeling lost or alone, worship is a game changer. It gives us a foothold when things are slippery, a focus when we're feeling lost, and most of all, access to our loving Creator Father who is always available for us as the ultimate friend. So come on, sister, join me today, and let's spend a few minutes in worship. Looking for something more in this middle season of life? Lie awake at night wondering what God wants you to do and how to hear His voice clearly? I see you, sister. We're in the messy middle. Hey, I'm Angie, midlife mentor and missionary. I was busy chasing all the things when one day I woke up in the middle, and it didn't look at all like I expected. I realized my faith was too flimsy to handle all the stuff midlife was throwing at me, and I wanted to serve God with my gifts, but I just couldn't get any traction until God pulled me out of the mess and put my feet on the path to a life of peace and purpose right here in the middle. In this podcast, you'll discover the next steps God has for you in this season, new ways to go deeper than ever before with Jesus, and biblical tools to walk this journey with more of everything God wants for you. You ready? Come on, we're not sleeping anyway, so pop in those earbuds and let's talk. So we are diving deep into Psalm 100 today. And I'm going to just read it first. And this is a psalm for giving grateful praise. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. 
Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. In this psalm, we will find four keys to filling our days, filling our life with worship. Key number one is right in verse number one. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Key number one is you're called, I'm called, we're all called. This is an invitation to worship. Not only are we invited, but we can invite others to join worship as well, just as I'm inviting you. We are called to worship because we were created for worship. And in responding to the invitation to worship God, we are coming into harmony with the way God created us to live and be fulfilled. So this is part of your calling, sister. We are called to worship. And that brings us to key number two. Worship is a way of life. Verse two says, worship the Lord with gladness. Now the Hebrew word for worship, abad, means to work, to serve, to become a servant. Now we don't often think of worship and being a servant as the same thing, but a servant is one who does what her master gives her to do, right? When I give myself completely to what God puts in front of me today, to where he places me today, I am worshiping. It makes me think of Paul's verse in Romans 12, verse 1, when he says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship, a living sacrifice. That's a whole life response. And this is truly the way to worship God. So that means worship is not limited to a special time. Certainly we can have special times for worship, but it's more than that. Worship is woven into everything we do, not separating parts of our life. There is not a part of life that is more for God and a part that's less for God, that sacred secular idea. Everything is God's. Everything we do is worship. Just like Colossians 3 verses 17 and 23 tell us whatever we do, eating, drinking, working, it calls us to do it for God's glory, to do it in the name of Jesus. This is another way of calling us to worship as a way of life. So that means worship is also not limited to a special place. Although again, certainly you know, we think of going to church and we worship there. This is true. This is correct. But it's also more than that. Your place of worship is where God has placed you today to serve your family, your clients or customers, your colleagues. This is your place of worship. I have my place of worship and you have yours. So worship and serve and offer yourself in all you do with gladness. You know, when I began to understand this, this is why I say worship gives us a foothold because that's what it gave to me. It helped me get a foothold on the meaning of everything I was doing instead of being lost in the mundane or the daily necessities. I began to see every task that I was doing 
as an act of worship. And that changed everything. That's like seeing worship and seeing your life from God's perspective. Everything you do is an act of worship. And you know what? In doing that, I began to find myself in the worship, no longer feeling lost or unseen because everything I was doing, I was doing as worship. This takes us to key number three. Worship focuses our faith on who God is and who we are in him. Verse three says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Since I have been living in Romania, near our home, there are fields and hills, and they are always filled with shepherds and their sheep. And those shepherds take the sheep out of the fold every morning and lead them to good pasture. They bring them to fresh water. They take them back into the fold in the evening to be protected. But those sheep have never read a book about the shepherd that's leading them. They don't know facts about the shepherd. They live with him. They know how he cares for them. They know from experience they can trust him and they know his voice. And that is the kind of relationship that Psalm 100 is speaking about in worship, this knowledge that isn't just intellectual, but it's like taste and see that the Lord is good, right? This is finding out by experience that God is who he is. And this verse tells us God is our creator. And we need to experience that reality of knowing that God knows me better than I know myself. Have you come to that place yet, sister, where you know that God knows you and that you are his, that you are not without a loving father? Whatever your earthly father was like, your heavenly father loves you. You are not abandoned. You are not forgotten or unseen in any way. You have a place. You belong to him in perfect love. Do you know whose you are? That is the call to worship that Psalm 100 is bringing us to here. Verse 5 echoes this theme saying, For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is the reason why we worship, isn't it? It's why we offer our living sacrifice because of who God is and his incomparable love. Worship takes our eyes off of ourselves, except to see ourselves as God sees us with his faithful, unselfish, unending love. His faithfulness endures through all generations. All the generations of my life, I can reflect and see how God was with me, even if I didn't realize it, even if I was rejecting him. He was still faithful. And now in midlife, he's still faithful. He is actively present in my life and he is present in yours too. You can trust his faithfulness when you're feeling lost, unseen, trapped. Focus your worship on him and who he wants you to become in him. He is faithful through all generations. I also think about our families. What generations are in your family, sister? What needs do they have? We can bring each generation to God in our worship, give them to him. God is faithful and working in the lives of all the generations in our families. Okay, our last key, key number four, 
comes with a bonus. It's a three-in-one key. Key number four is use your promise keys to worship in his presence. In this psalm, we actually find that God has given us three promise keys to provide us access, to swing open the gates, to come through the courts and enter God's presence. God, who is our king with everything in his control, and God, who is our father, who loves us and delights to have us in his presence, to just enjoy being with him. Now, what is a promise key? Well, a promise key is something God invites us to use. It's a how-to with a promise attached. (laughs) That's the way I like to see it. Look at verse 2. Verse 2, the last part says, Come before him with joyful songs. And verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. These words, to come before him, to enter his gates and courts, These are phrases that communicate our coming into his presence. We're seeing his face. This is up close and personal. This is worship. And how do we do this? How do we come before him? With songs, praise, and thanksgiving. Now in English, in these verses, it's like the same few words are repeated. Give thanks, thanksgiving, praise. But in the Hebrew, the words are much richer. There there are more meanings, such as adoration, worshiping with extended hands, kneeling, and a thankfulness that comes from recognizing and leaving your sin behind. Repentance, right? So these are lots of action words. They're physical actions of worship. And even more, they are heart postures of worship. And we can engage in all of these, both the physical but most importantly, the heart postures of worship. Songs, praise, and giving thanks. These are the how-tos for entering God's presence. But don't think of them as commands. Instead, these are the golden promise keys that God has given us so we can open the door. He has given us unlimited access to Him. When I feel completely alone, or unseen, the key of thankfulness opens the door and brings me into his presence. Now, I may not feel thankful, but turning that key in faith, that is expressing thankfulness, but now what am I going to be thankful for if everything's falling apart or I am just in complete despair? Remember our reasons for worship? I take my eyes off of myself And I thank God for who he is. I focus on who he is and his love for me. And that promise key opens the door. And I am brought into his presence, sister. That's the promise. The promise is you are brought before him. You will see his face when you sing for him with joy. Now, you can sing out loud. You can sing in your heart. You can write a song but express that song of joy. And the promise is you are brought into his presence. You've opened the door. You are coming into his courts. You're coming before him to see him. When you praise him, that's the promise. Use your promise keys to enter his presence and you will know that you are never unseen or alone, sister. So this is Psalm 100 with four keys 
to living a worship-filled life. That is filling our days with worship. This fulfills our calling in Christ. It gives us a foothold, giving us meaning and purpose. It directs our focus where it needs to be on our Heavenly Father. And it offers us unlimited access to our loving Heavenly Father. So key number one, you're created and called to worship. Key number two, worship is a way of life. Key number three, worship focuses on who God is and who we are in him. And key number four, use your promise keys to worship anytime in his presence. I pray this blesses you today, sister, and I pray that you will experience the joy of filling your days with worship. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you in some way, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with another sister in the middle. And the number one way you can bless me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I read each review and love knowing what's touched you, and I get inspired hearing from you. You can also send me a DM and let me know how I can pray for you or give me an idea of what you would like me to talk about on the show. I'll meet you back here same time next week. Until then, walk in God's grace and peace.